Section twenty of the Seen and the Unseen by Richard Marsh. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sonia. Nine, a double-minded gentleman. Chapter one. Nice people those grooms. Dawson had driven me over to the station and was staying to see me off. I made this remark to him as we were standing on the platform waiting for the train. They are he paused to give a vigorous puff or two at his pipe nice people of the good old sort old groom's a trump he's not well he's not fin de siècle you know and all that humbug for it is humbug most of it he puts on no side he makes no pretension to be what he isn't i don't say that he's either literary musical or artistic although most people seem bound to at any rate pretend to be either one or the other nowadays he's not as well in any sense and what's more he knows he isn't but he's a homely honest hearty hospitable english country gentleman that's what old groom is sir and when you come to think of it i don't believe you'll find that a man can be anything much better as the train bore me onwards in my own mind i heartily endorsed those words of dawson's old groom as phil dawson rather irreverently called him had done not a little to make my stay with phil in his bachelor quarters the pleasantest visit i had ever paid anywhere to any one it is perhaps immaterial to mention that a miss groom miss nora groom the second daughter had had something to do with so desirable a consummation but it was at least a comfort to know that she had so satisfactory a father no not in any sense a genius a little stolid a little heavy in hand perhaps even curiously simple on a certain side of him yet for all that as phil had said a homely honest hearty hospitable country gentleman and so extremely friendly too to a forlorn young bachelor who still and very much still had his way to make and all the world in front of him to make it in then all the rest of the way to town i thought of nora four or five nights after my return to my own quarters i dropped into a conversazione at the apollo the place was crowded a conversazione at the apollo club means music you generally hear somebody new who is worth hearing or who wishes the world to think that he or she is worth hearing that night however there was not any one particularly striking the whole affair to me seemed dull perhaps that was to some extent because gwendolen martini as she calls herself fastened herself on to me like a burr and mentally i was instituting unfavourable comparisons between her and someone else who was not there which was no doubt unfair to miss martini who is both a clever and a pretty girl but then so many girls are pretty and clever nowadays and nothing more at last i found myself in next-door neighbourhood to stephen bensberg bensberg is an extraordinary man one of the new kind of scientific doctors with theories and his eyes fixed so to speak on the next century but one among other things he is a musician a fair performer on more than one instrument and a keen critic one of those critics who in a composition or an artist are always as it were looking for something which others cannot see anything worth staying for 
i inquired when i saw that he was at my elbow there is a man named goad goad who's he that i have not yet made up my mind about something struck me in his tone what do you mean i have not yet made up my mind if he is a genius or something else he stopped as if hesitating but he is at least worth staying for as a pianist he is i fancy original is he a new importation from the fatherland bensberg smiled no he is english although it was i who discovered him he occupies rooms over those of a friend of mine one day i was with my friend i heard someone playing overhead i took the liberty to listen i took the further liberty to intrude upon his privacy and to introduce myself to the performer it was goad here he is you will be able to judge for yourself if he is worth staying for hello i cried there is a friend of mine what on earth is he doing here out of the centre of the parting crowd there appeared in front of us nora's father he appeared to be alone i cast as searching a glance as possible towards the part of the room from which he had come but so far as i could perceive no other familiar face was with him i should as soon have expected to see old groom all by himself at the apollo club as say at a fleet street bar i felt that bensberg's eyes were on me as if my surprise had communicated itself to him you know him then know him know whom goad that is goad goad bensberg was pointing to old groom i supposed that he was poking fun at me but to my unutterable amazement old groom was calmly ascending the dais at the end of the room and not only ascending the dais but advancing to the piano he seated himself at the keyboard it is no figure of speech to say that i was dumbfounded old groom a pianist of a caliber to make his appearance before the hypercritical cognoscenti of the apollo club it was old groom there could be no doubt of that and yet in his simple-mindedness i had heard him declare with my own ears that he did not know one note of music from another and i had cordially believed him he was just that sort of man a hush came over the chattering throng and old groom began to play we have all of us read in fiction and out of it for a matter of that hysterically exaggerated accounts of wonderful musical performances that word wonderful was the only word which could be properly applied to old groom's performance then music well it was a music of a kind though it was certainly the queerest music i had ever heard the piece he played was not by any recognized composer it was not even in the style of any recognized composer to tell the truth i am not sure that in a musical sense it was not nonsense but played as he played it then it affected me in a way in which i would rather that music or anything else did not affect me it made me lose my mental balance as he played old groom grew more and more excited and in some strange fashion he managed to convey his own excitement to his audience 
his was not the stereotyped excitement of the ordinary great pianist of the type we know so well that is generally confined very much confined to the performer at the instrument this was communicated to the folk in front it affected me i fancy it affected bensberg and when old groom ceased playing there ensued that silence which is more eloquent than applause and it was only after a moment or two that a din began which was simply deafening bensberg turned to me amidst the tumult what do you think of it i don't know what to think did i not tell you charging into the crowd i reached the dais just as old groom was coming down the steps i held out my hand to him mr groom i cried he looked at me but that was all not the slightest glimmer of recognition flitted across his countenance sir he said surely mr groom you have not forgotten me already he paid not the slightest attention to my outstretched hand he looked straight past me ah bensberg he observed in the most placid tones imaginable the placid tones i had learned to know so well it seemed that bensberg had followed at my heels what did you think of it that was a dream i had last night a nightmare so i should imagine bensberg's tones were dry he looked from groom to me and from me to groom in my bewilderment i made a further claim for recognition from nora's father mr groom what have i done that you should have so soon forgotten me forgotten you he looked at me quietly yet intently as if i were a perfect stranger but it was old groom it was impossible out of the stories that there could be in existence two men so much alike though when i observed him closely i perceived that in his eyes there was a new light and fire i had almost written a new intelligence i am not in the habit sir of forgetting any one groom is not my name i am isaac goad bensberg interposed he laid his hand upon my arm i fancy just now that you might be mistaken in your recognition of mr goad goad let me introduce to you my friend who is also a musician mr ettry old groom or mr goad favoured me with an old-fashioned little bow it was old groom to the life i shall be honoured by the pleasure of your acquaintance mr ettry then he took my hand bensberg and i went home with him to his rooms to supper he insisted on our going just in old groom's hospitable way and as for some reason bensberg would not go without me i went with him throughout the remainder of that night i was in a sort of waking nightmare if i could credit the evidence of my own senses i was in the presence of mr groom if i could credit mr groom himself i was in the presence of mr goad he played to us i never heard such playing before i hope never to hear the like of it again it had such an effect upon me that when we said good-night i felt as if i had maddened myself by heavy drinking well asked bensberg as we walked away repeating the inquiry which he had put to me at the apollo what do you think of him i took off my hat so that my brow might be bare to the cool night breezes think of him bensberg i am beginning to think that i am going mad 
he peered into my face as he moved beside me odd that you should have mistaken him for someone else he would not think it odd if he knew the person for whom i did mistake him two pins are not so like each other curious goad is not a common type strange that you should know his double on the following saturday i ran down again to dawson directly we were clear of the station i began on the subject which had been puzzling my brain do you know phil the other night at the apollo i saw a man who was the very image of mr groom never saw such a resemblance in my life the man was so like him that i doubt if any man living could have told which was which if they were both of them together the apollo do you mean the apollo club what should old groom be doing there that's the queer part of it the man was playing playing do you mean performing very much performing he played a pianoforte solo i never heard such playing and i believe i've heard every pianist that ever was you had better tell old groom it will tickle him the idea of his playing a pianoforte solo at the apollo club i did tell him we dined at the groom's dawson drove me straight there from the station when mr groom came out into the hall to greet us i protest that a sort of shock travelled all down my spinal column i still had the figure of isaac goad clearly before me in my mind's eye i still had as it were the concourse of sounds for which he had been responsible ringing in my ears i still seemed to see him as he had stood in front of me declining to accord me recognition and when mr groom advanced holding out his hand in welcome the likeness between the pianist and my host was so strangely startling that in an impulse of momentary mental aberration i exclaimed mr goad mr groom stared as mr goad had done with just the same curious characteristic little smile about his lips Etri, what's the matter it was only when he spoke that i became conscious of the blunder i had made the blood surged through my veins i blushed like a schoolboy i have seldom felt so stupid really mr groom i beg your pardon but do you know i-i was mistaking you for a ghost a solid sort of ghost i fancy does that feel like a ghost his strong hearty grasp did not feel like a ghost's how are you you will only just have time to dress before dinner i did only just have time directly i appeared in the drawing-room a move was made for the dining-room the soup had been removed when ethel groom miss groom said addressing me from the other side of the table mr etry what is this mr dawson tells me about your having seen someone just like papa in town i do not know what nora thought of my behaviour all the time i had been eating my soup i could not keep myself from glancing at my host at the head of the table it was not very many hours since i had supped with mr goad every mouthful which mr groom took reminded me more strongly of my meal with mr goad the one man reproduced to a nicety the other's minutest peculiarities miss groom's words caused me to cease making almost unconscious mental comparisons i fancy that i actually started most extraordinary thing miss groom it really was mr groom were you ever at the apollo club not that i'm aware of where is it my club's the carlton 
i haven't been in another club in london i dare say for twenty years the apollo club what sort of club is that i don't think i ever heard of it do you know a man named goad 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 what a name mr groom looked at me and smiled mr goad smile i have no recollection of the fact why has an individual of that name claimed the pleasure of my acquaintance no only it was the queerest thing at a concert at the apollo the other night there was a man named goad isaac goad if you saw him i doubt if you would know which was he and which was you was he so like papa asked nora like if you had his portrait but there is his portrait i pointed to a portrait in oils of mr groom which hung over the fireplace they stared at it and then at me nora laughed are you joking mr Attry? do you mean that that is mr goad or that it is only like him you know we think that it's a very good likeness of papa it is an excellent likeness of mr groom but i assure you that it's an equally excellent likeness of mr goad since i saw him i have been in a sort of waking dream but let me tell you the story i was as i said at the apollo club the other night in the crowd i saw mr groom i could have sworn it was mr groom to my amazement he walked on to the platform and sitting down to the piano began to play you never heard such playing it was more like a madman's than anything else when he had finished i rushed forward taking it for granted that it was mr groom mr groom interposed taking it for granted that i was a madman i see much obliged for the compliment i don't mean that mr groom but let me go on to my amazement when i addressed him he stared at me for all the world as you are staring at me now mr groom i thought that i might unconsciously have done something to offend you i was beginning blunderingly to ask what it was when you i mean he stopped me by saying that his name was not groom but goad isaac goad he said this in a tone of voice you know there is something about a man's voice which is characteristic of the man you seldom hear two voices which are alike but he said this in a tone of voice which was so exactly like yours that upon my word i did not know what to think while i was making an exhibition of myself a friend of mine came up who introduced me to mr goad mr goad insisted on my friend and myself going home with him to supper all the time that we were having supper in every gesture every movement every little action every intonation of his voice he so reminded me of mr groom that well the corsican brothers and le Cirques and dubose in the lion's mail are not in it as regards resembling each other compared to the resemblance mr groom which mr isaac goad has to you i dare say i told my story with a little excitement of manner i think it possible that i did i fancy that it created an impression and that not altogether of an agreeable kind at least i gathered as much from the way in which mrs groom spoke to me yours is a strange story mr Attry. as you are possibly aware mr groom has no male relatives living and we in the country are apt to think not only that the groom features have been handed down from generation to generation 
but that they are in a way unique just so i can easily believe it mrs groome i certainly saw no one in the least like mr groome till i had the pleasure of meeting mr groome and until i had the pleasure of meeting mr goad but that only makes the likeness between them the more remarkable is this mr isaac goad a married man mr groome asked the question as it seemed to me a little dryly not so far as i know he occupies bachelor's chambers when was this concert at the apollo club let me see it was last wednesday night how odd exclaimed miss nora papa did stop in town on wednesday night in what consists the oddity inquired her father i believe that i do occasionally spend the night in town but does it therefore follow that i should play the piano like a madman at the apollo club though i can easily believe that if i did play the piano at the apollo club or indeed anywhere else that i should play it like a madman i assure you that i can give you a circumstantial and satisfactory account of every hour i spend in town miss nora you pique my curiosity mr Attree, said mrs groome i should like to see this mr isaac goad though possibly and i think probably the resemblance would not strike me so forcibly as it appears to have struck you the lady's words gave me an idea mrs groome your wish can easily be gratified mr goad i believe plays again next week and i shall be only too happy to get you as many tickets as you desire my suggestion was seized with avidity though possibly with greater avidity by the daughters than by the parents a party was made up then and there dawson could not go the assizes were coming on and he had had the pleasure of being summoned to serve on the grand jury but mr and mrs groome and the two girls were all to go i was to meet them in town we were to dine together and afterwards i was to escort them to the apollo club End of section twenty.